At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive, particularly if you've been claiming benefits for a long, long time and not bothering to work. I think we know how Cleves feels about this. Is it because I used the word bothering? It was just generally your demeanour with that. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see how this one goes then. Can't be worse than last week. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With T, Cleves and Selena. Each week, offered up a blurry perspective on life. Hello and welcome back to Seesaw, episode 75. We are on Seesaw Towers, floor 998. And that's triple digits, Cleves, just so you know. Yeah, thanks. I got that. Because there's three numbers, you see. Yeah. I'm not sure what floor Selena's on today. I don't live in a tower, unfortunately. Uh, Are you on the ground floor? I'm on the first floor. So, yeah, elevated above the commoners, and that's what we like. How are things, Selena? Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Working hard, as always. No, you don't. This is one thing that we failed to mention the day I went out with uh, Tony's work colleagues. (laughs) They were a mixed bunch, shall we say. (laughs) They don't listen, so it's fine. You can say what you need to say. I think I'm going to leave it there. That's all. (laughs) That's all I've got to say about that. Okay, before we get to the ring down of selena's feedback do we have any quick prime news before we're putting our place no i have no quick I, do. News. I do have oh, quick news. all right yes awesome go for it okay so according to research done by guide dogs the job that most visually impaired children aspire to do when they're older is be a footballer compared to sighted children who aspire to be youtubers wow my my first, uh, I quick blind news. You get no uh, questions, T. You no get questions. no questions. <laughs> that was quick blind news. Okay, quick blind news is over. Why are guys no. are doing this research? Oh, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> they should it's be actually, focused. Go on, yeah. go on. No, I was to say when I read the actual article, they then had interviews with celebrities to to encourage blind children to like think big, and they were all like non-disabled celebrities and one of the things thing that they said is like visually impaired people don't or children don't have anyone to look up to because there's no visually impaired people in jobs and then they just used a bunch of non-visually impaired people what was yeah yeah (laughs) it's not like there aren't visually impaired people who aren't successful do you not think the weirdest part of that is the fact that really the more accessible job out of the two is the youtube one for a visually impaired person yeah. And yet they're all striking for the football one. <laughs> that was the thing that hit me instantly. That That's also fair. Yeah, true. But this research does explain why Ted is piss poor at his job at the moment. Yeah, exactly. They're putting all their emphasis on like getting kids into YouTube, apparently, instead of training their dogs. <laughs> Maybe that's a topic <laughs> for another day. 
<laughs> Moving on then. Selena, slam seesaw, what have you got for us? Oh, not really slamming. It's just my <laughs> usual constructive criticism. Nah, you know you're, you know you're going to get theme music. You know that. <laughs> I look forward to it. I like all your little jingles. Um, I feel like when I listen Derogatory to Derogatory comment I, right there. I love no, all your no, little no. jingles. I feel like... Exactly. When I listen to an episode with like loads of jingles in it, it's like they've worked really hard on this one. Like they've put their... <laughs> that is a pat on the head and give them a biscuit comment, that is. But anyway, um, so yes, I haven't listened to the episode released today the day we're recording which I don't even know what day we're on anymore it'll be a week ago yeah um but the episode before that about disability pride I commend you for for going for that there's a butt here totally agree it's a good initiative but the thing is there's already like a whole campaign out there already for disability pride called we the 15 it was launched at the Tokyo Paralympic Games and it was all about this normalizing disability exactly like you were saying like saying um the advert I haven't watched it recently but I remember it said things like we get married you know like normal people and they the hashtag is we the 15 because there's 15 million people in the world living with a disability but they don't seem to have done much more with it since the Paralympics it was a big launch pad for it there but then I'm not to get to be fair I'm not sure exactly sure what work they've been doing we were talking local level anyway Selena just getting Uh, parties going worldwide (laughs) yeah start small (laughs) okay start small and you were talking about East Midlands visually impaired charities you you didn't mention Vista which is Leicestershire just to bring in my hometown one because I didn't know what it was (laughs) Or look it up in advance. <laughs> I only picked the two that I had worked for. Okay, that was all really. You know what? I think we got off lucky there. Do you have any feedback on jobs that you would make accessible that don't look to be accessible from the outset? Well, actually, I saw something on a VI Facebook group about a totally blind person that was working in Amazon as a packer. And that was a thing I think you'd think, no way could you do that. But apparently he did, and it was very accessible. What you're saying is, if you want to work, you can do it. So, moving on to our topic of the week. (laughs) Topic of the week. So, this is a Selena topic. Oh, I've got to take the blame for this one, Yes, right. yeah, yeah that's it. how it goes, yeah. If it's not to his topic, he's going to throw you under the bus <laughs> and you're already under the wheels well and truly. <laughs> this time around, we are going to be talking about why disabled people suck in regards to... This not the I'm topic. not sure that's how I Yeah, I it's not necessarily <laughs> how it was pitched. No. Okay. So the article is written by Art Attack's Michael Buchanan about how ESA or people that are currently claiming ESA benefits, which is employment support allowance or long-term sickness allowance, are basically having to move on to universal credit, which is job seekers allowance, basically. Wait, 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 wait. No. Universal credit is for both people in and out of work. So it's people the universal credit, as it says in the site, it's universal. It's basically all the benefits shift into one. So you've got your housing benefit in there, your working tax credit, 
you, you what was employment support allowance it's all now rolled into one big benefit so you don't have to apply for lots of little benefits does that just mean the forms are longer to fill in probably we all potentially could claim universal credit because we all work i think i would be entitled to it but i can't be bothered with the fact of the forms i don't know if you two have even looked into it for yourselves no i didn't even know i would even potentially be allowed uh, entitled to it because as i thought as i incorrectly introduced that it was basically just job seekers allowance so i've learned something already because with universal credit it's like any household income or it might be personal income i can't remember up to 50 probably household income up to fifty thousand pounds you might be entitled to some form of universal credit selena you're enabling all those disabled listeners to get more out of their respective governments but if it's there i'm kind of with that if if you're i don't have a problem with people that are working they're on like a full-time or part-time or doing whatever they can and if if the government are there and giving it to you for free why not take it it's like us saying no i don't really want pip yeah but you could claim Mm. it but i don't want it that's fair okay so shall we kick off into this article so essentially legacy benefits are going to be gotten rid of Probably support allowance, probably incapacity benefit. You'd be surprised what legacy benefits still exist. So from my mind, this is just a cleaning up of the system. They have a new system, universal credit. Let's get rid of all this old crap, get it on the new system. Understandably, disabled people are pissing themselves about this because it now means that those cushy benefits they've been getting for years without having to go to a job centre or answer for anything. So biased the way you talk. Go on. Am I wrong? It's estimated that 2.6 million claimants are on legacy benefits. So these are people who are on benefits that are not in like the new system. And the government's essentially turned around and said, hold on, we want you on our new way of doing things. We're getting rid of what you're currently on, and you're now going to have to be on the universal credit system. Now, understandably, charities and disabled individuals are upset about this. The article goes into a lot of uh, detail. Apparently, 20 charities... Um, it didn't specify what charities in the article, but 20 charities, it didn't mention mind and scope. So we, we can assume two of them are these charities. I said that this will leave people vulnerable because it's essentially forcing people who have never had to work for a living into a system which will force them to look for work because that's what universal credit to them means. Oh, you need to start going to the job center and working for your money as opposed to just sitting at home. I think if I was on one of those legacy benefits, I would probably be worried as well. It was scary when DLA ch- t- changed to, to PIP, so I get it. Selena, did you have to fight for your PIP? I didn't have to appeal or anything, but I really hated the face-to-face interview. I felt like they were trying to trip me up. It wasn't a pleasant experience, but yeah, it worked out for the better for me in the long run. And that's what the government is saying. They're saying that out of these amount of people that way more than half are going to be better off on this universal credit than they are on their current benefits. And but then it's most likely that that's not disabled people. It's looking like the disabled people are going to be worse off. It's other people with children and things like that, that will be better off in the long run. I think that that's important. Like they've never said in the article where like, they got this number from. So we have to take all these statistics with a pinch of salt because they are coming from the government, unfortunately. So what else has been outlined is there's three months deadline from getting a letter 
where you will be cut off as well. So this is another thing that's going to make people a little bit twitchy. It's not like with other benefits where PIP for me took a long time. I think it was about six, six to eight months of processes. But three months of being told you ha- you're having an entire change to your benefits. It can be quite scary. Three months goes quite quick. Does it? You get the letter, you apply for the forms, you send them off. Three months is a long time. What are you doing with your life? You're not, you're not just filling in a form for three months. Can't really argue with that. <laughs> like the, the, the thing is, right, what the charities were saying was that some people in need of like extreme care or people with learning or mental difficulties may not get it down within that three-month period. But then my argument is, if you have one of those particular difficulties, then you've probably got someone to help you out, potentially even read your mail for you. Potentially. And I think this, this goes on to the next next little bit where there were charity perspectives on this from mind and scope. And I would argue that instead of kicking up a fuss like these charities are doing and they have to advocate for their service users, there wasn't really any reassurance basically expressed in this. So it wasn't like, oh, this sucks for people, but as a charity, scope is going to be there to support our service users through this. And I think this has always been a thing that with any of these articles, I've never noticed a charity turn around. Like they do want to fight the fight and say, point out things when they're wrong, but they'll never turn around and say, oh, but we're going to be here to help you. Don't worry. Like It'll be a smooth transition for you. Like have the RNIB stepped out and said, oh, this is going to be affecting a lot of visually impaired and blind people, but are we? Yeah, we'll help you out. I haven't seen anything. I don't know. Maybe you should have used their PIP toolkit and you wouldn't have had your PIP issues because that was really good when I applied for PIP. Oh, man. Just to give. (laughs) So they might have a similar one for universal credit. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe, but is that not a toolkit to cheat the system? No, it's not to cheat the system. (laughs) It's to give the the answers that you need help, you know, you need prompting to to remember that these are yes. Oh, okay. Like flashcards? Yeah. Okay. Another thing down here, Cleves, I think on the notes that you said is like these charities, regardless of what they think about this change, have an obligation to always fight against these changes anyway. Yeah, they're like a working union, aren't they, charities? They have to be seen to stick up for their service users no matter what. They might think it's a good idea to move to service, uh, to universal credit. However, if there's been a lot of backlash by either their service users or by others, disabled people or it's been in the media and stuff then they have to be seen to be like fighting that fight like oh no we don't want it to happen but uh it's it's happening yeah this is really true actually and even when like something's gone through they're still fighting it like this needs to be changed back rather than actually okay this has happened how we're going to deal with it good point it's more of a the way they have to be seen to be honest than Mm. what they should be doing what's next up t there are a few testimonials on this article as well from various disabled people, which I don't remember their names, nor will I quote them on this either, because I don't think that's fair. Um, there's one individual who said they had a physical job and then suffered from mental health issues, depression and anxiety, and said, although they are feeling better now, they don't feel like there are jobs available for them. I would say that there's always jobs available. They might not be able to go back to that physical job, but one silver lining from the pandemic Working from home is such a viable option now across many sectors. You can go and put home-based into any like job search site and get countless pages of places 
in Europe, in the UK, in America. The particular point of this article was this person used to have a job, I think it was a floor or something of that nature. Uh, so it required them to get out the house, go around to people's houses and, you know, fit floors and carpets and that sort of thing. And because of the anxiety and the depression, he struggles to leave his house. However, if that's the case, firstly, why not retrain? Or as you said, find a job from home. And weirdly, I know two people that have done this, you and also the person I work with used to be a cleaner, but she had a real problem again with anxiety and depression and a little bit of agoraphobia. Uh, and now she works from home for our company. So it's not undoable if you're willing to put the effort in. And the Job Centre will help with reskilling as well. There's a lot of reskilling schemes out there. I guess the argument is from a visually impaired perspective, job centres don't really have a clue about visual impairment and how best to to train us up. I'm, I'm going to give a point there to the, the VI argument. Of- they don't, but you do, surely. You know, if you said to yourself, I want to do this job, what do I need to do to skill myself to be able to do it? you've probably got a better idea than the job centre have. And then you could probably turn around to the job centre or one of these, for example, like Remploy or someone like that with disability employment agencies and go, oh, I need this course to be able to do this job. Do you have something that will suffice? We we probably know that, but think of those who lose their, their sight later on in life and have had a whole career mm. and everything. It's a bit more of a, a shock to their system, isn't it? They really don't have a clue. They do need someone advising them mm. and steering them in the right direction. I agree entirely, but what I will also say is these charities, instead of kicking up a fuss about the changes, shouldn't they be also picking up the slack and offering this help to those individuals? Yeah. Right. And you know what I've just realised? I'm doing a really serious topic again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we said it would do that fun. briefly, yeah, like yeah. beforehand. Yeah, we said we'd do something fun and then we dipped into something serious. Yeah. That's why That's why T said at the start it was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I i will take this opportunity as well to turn around and say some people are too sick to work so as always we're not ragging on everyone another testimonial did say that disabled people aren't lazy some of us just aren't able to work i half agree with that i think that there's a lot of people who've had it easy for far too long without having any pressure on them to get out and make more of themselves and there was a trial done on this in yorkshire and it was only a limited trial, but the feedback from the trial was quite positive from, I think there's 38 participants. I know it's only a very small amount of people, but there was positive feedback about the help that they got. And I, I know that that's not really worth much, but who's to say that a lot of people won't be better off this? It might be the kick up the arse that some people really need. Do you know what I find weird, right? I, I went into this thinking it was all about job seekers allowance and then you point that out that basically this universal credit isn't but this this article really focuses on the work side of things and how people are moving from sickness to like universal credit and how they're being forced to work and that's what the, the article really like hammers home so that's kind of what i thought it was about and that's why i kind of assumed from the writing that it was that's what universal credit was now yeah it's yeah misleading it, it is, is misleading yeah and to be fair, though, I would also say that universal credit to a lot of people, not just you, Cleves, would mean in, like basically the old job seekers. Yeah, my point is, if you move across to universal credit, are you not necessarily still going to be on job seekers? If, are you? Like you might still be on sort of some sort of sickness benefit and not be forced to work. That might be a thing. Yeah. 
that is a thing. Yeah, I think you get put into two categories, like the capability of work assessment or something. So some people, it's the same with what was with ESA. There was the supported group, I think, and where you don't have to look for work. And then there was the other one where you did have to look for work. Mm. And I think they're just tightening up, up on that a little bit more on universal credit. And I think on the flip side, universal credit does sound like a better idea to have all the benefits rolled into one. But I think because there is a bit of a stigma about benefits saying, oh, I get ESA, it's a sickness benefit. If you, but if I suppose people, if they do know about universal credit, you could actually be on universal credit and working. So when you then go somewhere and say, I get, I'm on universal credit, so I don't have to pay for the dentist or whatnot, it, it doesn't immediately mean that you're a bum. Yeah. It just means you need a, a little bit of a, a boost. Yeah, that's a good point. It doesn't really matter. You could be on it for one of a million things. So this is the thing, right? If all they're doing is tightening up on certain things, why are people with disabilities so worried? Is it because we've got articles, literally like the one that we're talking about, saying that people could be way out of work? Shall we take us back to the visually impaired and blind? And Celine, you mentioned that 85% of the visually impaired and blind are not in work at the moment. And there's a lot of them that are going to be pissing themselves. Why are they worried? Because they've had it so good for so long that they've been... You sound just like tea. <laughs> well, it's true. You do get comfortable. You get complacent. You've been receiving these benefits and you think, oh, I won't bother to look for a job then because what's the point? I'm all right, actually. I tried looking for a job. It was too hard. I didn't get anywhere. I'll give up. Um, and now they're thinking, oh, God, maybe I should have tried a little bit harder and persisted and shouldn't have given up because now... I could be a bit short on cash. Mm. And, you know, finding work, we've you know, discussed it before, it is difficult. I've had times of unemployment. And even when you do find work, it's not necessarily the job that you want to do. But unfortunately, that's the case for a lot of people. But then they do a job to earn money to live their life. Um, mm. And being disabled, I'm not entirely sure we should be exempt from that just because we're disabled no i i agree like how many people in an amazon warehouse want to work there because that's their life ambition i'd imagine a lot of them work there because it pays reasonably well compared to other jobs that are out there but they do it because they've got bills to pay got families to support i think you're right selena i think disabled people and especially if we focus on the vision impaired where we've demonstrated we all three of us have varying levels of visual impairment and we all work and we've all done multiple things in our lives and we've adapted to make sure we are working. Maybe this is what's scaring people. And going back to what I said earlier, I think charities need to be picking up the slack here. If people are worried and they don't feel like they have the skills, this is when instead of picking these fights with the government and going to and making all of these media and news articles that are basically scare tactics about things and they should really just be proactive and helping people like don't worry we can reskill you we can support you here's my point on it right if they just kind of moving people across this universal credit my first point is number one why should people be worried because if they're so severely ill that they can't work then they're probably going to be getting the same benefits on this universal credit as they were on ESA, it's just called something different. It's like PIP, isn't it? If, mm. you, if you're really severely disabled on DLA, you're probably going to be the same on PIP if you're that bad. 
Okay. So that's my first point. Why be worried? They're just changing the name of it, essentially. And secondly, if you're in the position where you think, oh, I am a bit worried because I have been coasting for a while and I might need to find a job, a job, a job. Why is that a bad thing? Maybe this is the kick up the arse that some people actually need. I think on the first point, I will point out that Pip was an absolute shit show for a lot of people. So maybe that's what people are worried about. They've seen this transition before and how poorly it was handled. I think that there's a possibility. I think the statistics say, correct me if I'm wrong, is it something like 2.6 million people that are currently on legacy benefits? Yes. One 0.5 million or is it 1 million people will be better off like so many million will lose the benefit altogether and yes so many million will be the same so i guess that the, the fear is is that they're going to lose some money and we're in a, a, a crisis at the minute aren't we with the cost of living so they're going to be struggling even more that's what that's why they're what one of the reasons why they're a little bit worried i get why they're worried but it's sort of carrot and stick in it if you've got that problem and you're worried, then for me, that would be an extra file it under me to get a job. Yeah, and it's the best time to look for work because there's like there's, there's more opportunities than ever or something, isn't there? There's uh, the jobs out there. And, yeah. and like you said before, the working from home thing, is it's made it more accessible. So it, it's never been easier. Like I'm not, I'm, Jobs are now global. It's now a global working market. I'd say it's never been easier, but to then flip the coin for someone who is in work and I did apply for a few jobs last year and didn't get any of them. So, yeah, it is. I'm saying all this, but actually, I know it's tough as well. That's difficult across the board, I would argue, even if you're sighted. It's having that persistence to carry on. I, I think this comes down to not putting yourself in the box. And I've seen some things on social media lately where it's like, I can't get a job using my master's degree and life sucks and blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, we'll go for other jobs. I'm, I've done, what, three or four different jobs since coming out of uni and none of them have anything to do with my degree. None of them. And they're all wildly different. It's like, come on, reskill yourself, just do something different. And that's something I do see on social media, like the whole, I just want to do this. It's like, okay, it's not happening. So don't complain that you're unemployed if you're not willing to look for something else. You know, look for what you want to do while you're working because a blank CV is always going to kick you in the arse when it comes to going for a job. That's true. That, that's fair as well because the jobs that I've not got that I applied for last year weren't just any old jobs. They were me trying to progress at the career ladder, so to speak. So that's not me just applying for minimum wage jobs to, to get my foot on the ladder so which yeah, i'd like to think i could at least get one of those right now yeah well as always it's been super serious guys <laughs> yeah, too serious uh, i i didn't mean for us to do this topic like today it was just <laughs> too late it's current now we're doing it yeah it's coming gotta keep we're it on point. yeah but i think this is a really important discussion and again, it does come across that we are just ragging on disabled people. But there are a lot of amazing disabled people out there doing amazing things. And that doesn't actually mean you've got to be running marathons or, or lifting heavy weights or or being a millionaire and all that sort of stuff. You can be amazing just doing, you know, living your life how you want to live. And if this is going to kick people up the arse to get out there and make themselves more than their disability and give them a bit more identity and a bit more independence using the stick rather than the carrot, then I, I don't see it as a bad thing. 
Right. Know, so if I asked you the question, should disabled people be moved from ESA to Universal Credit? Your answer is yes. Selena? Yes. Thieves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a yes for me as well, to be fair. I, I think that it's a, a solid yes from the Seesaw crew. But of course, if people feel differently about this, you can always contact us. And now we have changed our platform provider. You will now find Spotify polls if you listen to us on Spotify. So on this episode, we will have the question, should disabled people be moved from legacy benefits onto the new universal credit system? Yes or no? I imagine (laughs) no might win. (laughs) But I'd be interested to see how many yeses we get. No, I'd like to see the poll done in another six months' time or whenever they've all been moved over and do they feel better or worse for being on the new benefit? Maybe we should have a catch-up. I think that might be a good idea. Thanks for the (laughs) catch-up. Absolutely. Also, if you do listen to us on Spotify, now you can rate the show. So, Oh, God. Go ahead and rate us. Don't tell people that. I will tell people that. I'd be generous. Rate it for the content that Selena gives us, which is always five star. I was going to say, are we do can we rate per episode, or is it just on the show as a whole? It's the show as a whole. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> we have on my own episodes do in comparison to yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, as always, it's been great having you, Selena, and we'll do I'm something fun. Back, but yeah, I'm coming back for a fun topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do a fun one next time. Uh, we'll see that we're going to do something good. And then when you turn up, we'll be doing like terminal illness or something. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it might happen. <laughs> anyway. All right, cool. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod. Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. You can also email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and then you can also find us on TikTok, but get us on all the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.